There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode two of season one of Happy. So, Happy is kind of weird. Just a little. And it's it's like one of those things that you know it's like so wrong, but you can't look away. Right. It's that dark humor <laughs> that just draws you in and you just can't get away. It's like a black hole. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Once you're in, you're not getting out of the... Uh, Event horizon. Uh, it's something else. So I'm, I'm enjoying it, though. It's so weird. I can't help it. So it is the holiday season, so we do want to say happy holidays to everybody and hope you're enjoying your time and listening to us and watching these really crazy sci-fi shows. And there's so much more on the horizon coming, and I hope you guys know that, because Steve and I will be talking about many of them, and I think they finally gave a release date for the Superman Superman-ish. Yeah, Krypton. Yeah, so that's coming soon, too. But yeah, March. So many crazy, like, insane sci-fi shows. I'm loving it. And whoever is shopping on our Redbubble store, Fangirl Zone, we'd like to thank you, because I know a couple things just shipped off to the UK. So thank you, guys, and don't forget, check out that it has all our awesome logos that make Steve and I look so awesome as cartoons, and... It looks so thin. I love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you look just so tall. I mean, you are you are much taller Which than isn't. me. <laughs> All right, let's jump in. You got some ratings news for us. Yes, episode two. Wow. 0.17 in adults 18 to 49 with 0. 0.607 million viewers, making it the 72nd rated cable show for the day, which was a huge drop compared to what the premiere was. I mean, this is what, you know, I said on our episode one recap that it's 20, about a 20% drop is, is normal. That's on network shows. Yeah. I didn't know for sure if that's normal for cable shows, but this one almost dropped 40 to 45%. Thanks. Nice. Premiere. Yeah. Now, I don't know. Maybe it's because of the time of year and, right. you know, a lot of people like, I didn't even have the TV on for a week because all I did was bake. Yes, There's flour that, everywhere. And that's probably true is a lot of people are out doing their uh, holiday shopping. So Yeah. So hopefully it'll go back up. Even though this has kind of holiday themes happening, it's very <laughs> odd. And, uh, well, I, I wouldn't exactly say it's a holiday kind of show. No, not one that you would sit down and watch with your family. That's true. <laughs> Well, I guess it depends on your family. But True. <laughs> <laughs> let's jump into episode two, shall we? Let's do it. Episode two, what smiles are for? Sax crashes a high-stakes poker game to win guns and cash for an escape from New York as Happy tries to convince him he's a father. 
ex-wife Amanda and ex-lover Mary team up to rescue Haley. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was crazy because it opens right where we left off with Happy telling Sax that Haley's his daughter, which of course he doesn't believe and he kind of zones out and suddenly, boom, he gets hit by a truck and there goes Mary's car. Yeah. I don't know what the heck is going on because Sax apparently is going into shock and next thing we know we're on jerry springer right and i was like wait is he watching something is he suddenly back in the hospital i did not know what was happening until you see him in his he's still in that damn hospital gown yeah (laughs) blood everywhere it's like what and i love it because he's talking to jerry springer and you know he just keeps going i'm not a dad i'm not the father wait i didn't even know you were still on the air Right. (laughs) And seriously, I'm like watching this going, all right, this is over the top. This isn't even happy. Happy is like nowhere to be found at this moment. No. And you just see Jerry Springer talking to him just so it's got to be like his subconscious, right? Like, uh, you know, you're the dad. He's like, I'm not a dad. He just kind of gets up and walks out when everything's happening and there's like fights on, which I think there was always fights on Jerry Springer, wasn't there? Oh, absolutely. And of course, it's a. A paternity issue show, so of course that's one that Sax would end up popping into. Right? <laughs> oh, and I love, I don't know how they got Jerry Springer in there, and it was great. And I also don't know, Christopher Maloney, his butt was out a lot. It's yeah. just like a lot of butt shots. Maybe this is something he's wanted to do for a while, I don't know. But he was the executive producer, so maybe he's like, yeah, I want to produce this, but I need a whole lot of shots of my butt. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't know. It was something else. Oh, my gosh. Can you please tell me, too, half, after everything that has happened, how the hell can that man run? Exactly. There was no way possible that he could be running after getting T-boned by a truck because he's still not healed from the previous injuries. And, but yet, there he is, just hauling down the street. With that weird camera, like, that's got to be attached to him. That's the weirdest angle. And when right, they show yeah, it. that was real strange. I, I love it, though, because Happy's like, what are you doing? We're going the wrong way. And he's just looking at him like, you're not even here. You're not real. And Haley's not my daughter. The one thing he's still holding on to, not even the fact that he's talking to a blue Pegasus unicorn that nobody else can see. He just keeps, Haley's not my daughter. No, I don't have a kid. I don't have a kid. Now, why do you think he's just holding on to that? I really believe that there's something else going on with him that we have yet to discover. Because he actually admits that, yes, he happy is the real deal, as imaginary blue horses go. <laughs> but the denial of being a father is, I mean, I know a lot of men will deny it till the day they die, and that's just how they are they they just cannot face that fact that yes they've got an offspring but because he was a detective i have a feeling there was probably something else that kind of caused him to just shut down as far as fatherhood goes okay well i don't know if he's ever going to actually say that yes that's his daughter but i feel like Maybe he'll come around to at least trying to save her. And I have to say that because I feel like any 
man, well, just any person who has been in law enforcement, like, you don't want to see a child suffer. Right. So I think he'll at least come around to that. Yeah. But. The cop penny. Yeah. Will eventually kick in. But I mean, basically right now, he's just like, I need to go west. So I need to get some money. And it's like, all right, let's go get some money. Okay. Really? So we cut to Haley's mom, Amanda, and we see her putting up posters of Haley. And then it gets really sad because you see her putting up posters and you see other missing kids posters. Right. And And that's heartbreaking. Yes. And then, of course, when it goes back to Haley and we see her in her crate and you suddenly see, like, you're seeing through the crates and you see all these other kids. And now I didn't notice if one of those kids was the picture that Amanda seen. Did you notice? Right. No, I did not notice that. And I'm just like, holy shit, there's a lot of kids there. Yes, there is a whole lot of kids there. I Oh, man. And it got worse. It got so much worse. Because Haley, you know, is calling out, is anybody there? And she hears a kid and she's talking back and forth to this little kid. And then it pulls out and we see that it's this creepy, like, creepy, creepy Santa that's talking to her, but sounds like a kid. Right. And how can he do that voice? I don't know. I assumed it was because he had that weird puppet on his hand, like that sock puppet. Like, he's kind of like throwing his voice to that and that that's the character. But okay. I was just like, oh, I was so creeped out. And it's right. so hard to see this and be in the holiday seasons. Yeah. <laughs> because I look around and I'm like, hmm, what kind of weird creepiness do you have going on in that head of yours? Now it's like I'm never going to be able to look at these Santas quite the same. Although if I seen one that looked like this creepy, very bad Santa, I would have to say right away, okay, yeah, he's got a problem. Yeah. Run. Yeah. So we come back to Saks who is somehow still upright. And he goes into his apartment after a neighbor had said something about she heard people on the fire escape. Right. So he goes in, not freaked out that all these people are in there. And he's like, hey, guys, thanks for not tossing my apartment. Or did you? I can't tell. Yeah. And he goes in the bedroom to change. And I think this kind of threw these guys a little off because there's a butt naked sack bent over. And the guy's like, whoa, whoa. Like, yeah, I don't even think the guys were quite ready for that. And he's just, like, putting clothes on and walking around and getting what little money he has. And he did he have a gun? I don't even remember if he grabbed a gun. Yes, he did. Did he? Okay. And then, you know, he tells the guys, all right, it's been great. There's some 10-day-old Chinese in there, but, hey, you're good to go. And they're like, Get yourself uh, at home. <laughs> they're like, uh, no, we're not with Blue. Because he's like, yeah, Blue. Blue wants me alive. Can't kill me. Password, remember? Now, I'm going to be honest, and and I think I said this last episode, I don't even think he has whatever password everybody thinks he has. They yeah, just assume. I don't think he does either, because Mikey whispered something in his ear, but we didn't get to hear it, so we don't know for sure if it was the password or if he was... He could have said Rosebud. Mama. Right. he was calling out for Mama. He might have thought Sax was his Mama and was telling her he loved her or something. You know, who knows? Yeah, seriously, like I said, it could be absolutely anything. He could be saying Rosebud, you know, whatever. It's like, well, was that your favorite movie? Who knows? But the crew, formerly known as Blue's Crew. Yeah, Blue's (laughs) (laughs) Crew. Wrong thing, wrong thing. They're like, oh, yeah, apparently this password is like big, like holy grail shit. And everything can end, like apocalypse now, right? And so we switch sides. It's more money. And I love it because Sax is like, oh, well, yeah, I can respect that. It's like, 
Yeah, but the other side wants you dead. They don't want this password getting out, so... And then suddenly he's like, hmm, maybe no. And then, oh, oh, look what has happened. Like, Sax happened to kick everybody. Like, it was brutal. He took him down, like, especially with that wall and the guy's face. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was... Like, I was cringing. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. And this is why you don't have those kind of walls. You make sure they're nice and smooth. That was messed up. But, of course, he he gets away. I don't know how he's doing this. It's like he stepped on a uh, leprechaun or something. I don't know. Right. There was, what, six guys in there? I think it was just four. Was it four? Yeah. It just seemed like a lot because some of them kept getting up. I mean, how? How? I don't understand. And then, oh, hey, look, it's happy again. And Nick happens to swear. And I love it because out of nowhere... Here's a swear jar. Yeah. <laughs> and Happy's like, you said a bad word. You have to put a quarter in here. And he, like, knocks it out of his hand. How are you knocking out an imaginary jar and crushing it? I, I don't understand. I'm so confused with this one. It's the weirdest thing. And then Happy's like, great, now we have no money. And then suddenly light bulb. Oh, yeah, we need money. I know where we're going. Off goes Sax and Happy to follow. Yeah, and then we get the scene where uh, Mary has to deal with... Uh, her, uh, what's left of her car. <laughs> and the guy who played the insurance agent was so good with his deadpan. Is this your car? It's like, well, maybe it was, but I don't think it's running no more. No. And then we get to find out a little bit about Mary's connection with the mob because she meets uh, with Blue for dinner. And of course, uh, Blue wants her to bring in Sax Alive. And it's kind of interesting because. I still feel like we don't know everything because she's like, fine, if no. I do this, my debt's paid in full, plus my mother's. It's like, okay, but what is it? Right. Like, I don't know if we're ever going to find that out. Probably not. It's, I definitely think most of it has to do with her mother. Okay. And it was probably a high dollar loan for medical bills and maybe some legal stuff. Keep her out of the uh, loony bin. Oh, okay. I don't know. Mary seems really reluctant to do anything, though. Right. And we, at some point, see a little too much. But uh, apparently her and Sax used to, I don't know if lovers would be the right terminology. I feel like it was just a hookup, usually right. at work, it seemed. <laughs> wow. No, no. But apparently, you know, that affair ended up breaking up his marriage, which you can totally understand. Absolutely. But Mary, should she refuse to comply with Blue's request, finds out that, well, somebody will be sitting with your mother to make sure that everything's okay with her while you're busy doing all of this. Right. Yeah, I think that freaked her out. and I Absolutely. I don't blame her because... No. Her mother seems very trusting, and she does seem to have... It seems like dementia. Right. So I feel really bad for everything that's happening. It just reminds me of one of our other shows when the mom was really sick and they didn't have the money. But, right. But let's head back over to Sax because now things start getting a little weird. Like they haven't been already. Right, right. A little <laughs> more weird, let's put it that way. Yes. So Sax ends up at a laundromat, walking around the back like no big deal. Obviously, he knows where he's going, and people know him, because nobody's stopping him. Although, you didn't see a whole lot of people there, either. Right. 
And Happy's talking to him, like, come on, we gotta find a way to do this, blah, 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 blah. We need to find Haley. And he's like, oh, do you hear that? I hear Haley. I think she's in there. And Happy's like, what? And he looks, and he shoves Happy, like, into a dryer and then turns it on. I don't know why I think that's so funny, because all of a sudden you see this animated horse just, like, flopping around. And like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. And he goes upstairs to poker game that somehow Sax wants in on, but he doesn't have money for buy-in. But basically right. he needs money, so, all right, I guess we're going to do this. With Ledeek, which this guy and just looked crew. like a big... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Yeah, somehow I don't see this going well for Sax. No, not at all, because, oh, Mr. Ledeek is... You can tell he's had dealings with Sax, but it kind of sounded like things kind of went wrong more than once. Yeah. So, uh, well, plus, Sax has a crap poker face. They could try to entice him to get into the game, and he gets dealt, what, two kings, and he just, he doesn't have a good face. He's like, oh, oh, oh. It's like, okay, you look like a kid on Christmas who just got this, like, awesome thing that he's wanted. You're not controlling your face, so no. you're horrible. <sighs> Let's go back uh, to a Of course, Amanda. he has to use his wedding ring oh, yes. to get into the game. That was messed up, too. Yeah. I'm shocked he still had it though. Yes. Well, he grabbed it when he was in his when he went to the apartment. Now, why he would think to grab that makes me think that yes, somewhere deep down inside of him, he really did love a man. Mm-hmm. And more than likely, work was just too much for him. Yeah, I can see that. But speaking of Amanda, she's sleeping in Haley's bed when she hears a knocking at the door. Not a good sign. No. and I would definitely uh, have a very large frying pan behind my back or something to protect myself. But she opens the door to find a creepy card containing a lock of Haley's hair. Yeah, I was very mm. upset because that's like, oh my gosh, what does this mean? Did he do something horrible? And of course, Amanda's thinking the same thing because she burst into tears. Right. I'm just thinking yeah. that, like... The cops should be doing a whole lot more. Yes. Especially when we see Amanda putting her missing child posters up, and there's a ton of them. Right. I mean, obviously, they're not showing us everything that's happening. It could have been less than 24 hours. I mean, it's just really creepy and heartbreaking. Right. So, let's go back to Saks. Not doing good. No, right. Not doing good at all. But, oh, hey, look at who joined him now. Happy has joined him. All super poofy from that dryer. And still looking, turning in a circle. Yeah, looking like a puffball. Just turning in circles. <laughs> like, because, poor thing. It cracks me up. He's an imaginary friend, but he can't get into anything unless, like, a door's open or a window's open. It's like, right. I'm really confused. Shouldn't you be able to be anywhere? But suddenly... Sax realizing that he sucks at life, apparently, like, has an idea because Happy happens to mention how pretty that lady is with the crown and the lipstick. Right. And it's like, wait a second. Maybe <laughs> I can win this money. And he tries to talk to the horse. Well, the horse, Happy, whatever. He's, a, he's like flying. So he's a Pegasus, right? I don't know. Yeah. Pegasus, unicorn, horse. He's everything. He's blue. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. We're like, 
was it gin and tonic? Yeah. And Starsky and Hutch, Hutch peanut butter and jelly. Although he did swear, but then to make happy happy, he drops that imaginary quarter in the swear jar when he swears, and then suddenly Happy's like, oh, "Okay, we can do this!" And suddenly Sax is on a run and winning left and right. And I love it because they're like, "What is going on?" Yeah. He's never this good at cards. Right. And, yeah, Sax is kind of, like, throwing money. Who the hell does that? Right. Like, never in my life would I be like, yay, I have all this money, so I'm going to throw it in the air at you people whose money I am taking to see if somehow this is going to make it better. No, that's going to piss him off. Yes. (laughs) Making it rain does not make things better. No, it does not. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Now, that's all happening, and you know things have got to go bad. Because we find out when Sax was off in the other room talking to Happy, that these guys are actually working for Blue. Right. And they're to keep him there until Blue shows up. So, again, we know things are probably not going to go right. So let's go back to Mary, shall we? Because she pretty much beat feet as soon as Blue said that somebody would be helping watch her mom. Right. And guess who it is? Ugh, a creepy, creepy guy who likes to cut people and get hit. And we did hear Mary's mom singing, though, which apparently is something she hasn't done in a while because she looked a little taken aback. Right. So Yeah, Smoothie definitely uh, made himself right at home with Mary's mom and was able to kind of get into her confidence. They had facial masks on and... Just having a grand old time. Right, because he was making monkey bread, which is really tasty, by the way. I haven't made that in a while, but anyway. But then he even kind of talked smack to Mary because he's like, you haven't even been around. It took me, what did he say, two hours to get all the tangles out of her hair? Now, right. granted, she works and she's trying to take care of everything, and I understand that it could be hard, but it's like, wow. Now you kind of see the struggle, and, you know, Mary says that she has to clean up after her multiple times a day. And Smoothie's just like, well, you can get back to everything as soon as you bring sex to Blue. But Mary's just like, I will shoot you. I do not care. I will clean up your brains off the ceiling. And he does not even seem phased. No. For some reason, he basically thinks that there's no way she's going to do it. Because she can't be with her mom 24-7. And that's the key is, yeah, you got to work. And so that leaves mom vulnerable for eight plus hours a day. So you aren't going to shoot me. Right. Because they'll just send somebody else to take care of your mom. I don't know. I think it was just maybe she should have put her into some kind of facility to help her. Don't know. Exactly. Hmm. We go back to the card game. And, of course, they've been doing coke. And unfortunately, Happy inadvertently gets real happy when he happens to sniff a line of cocaine during the game. Yeah, because it like bounces up because the guy hits it. Oh, man. And yeah, talk about bouncing off the walls. I mean, he was literally bouncing on the ceiling because I believe that he says that, too. Sax is like, I can't concentrate with you bouncing off the ceiling. And then, yeah, I love that. And they all look at him like. What? Right. Like, uh, something's wrong with you. And it's funny, but it's not because it's like, ooh, okay, what is wrong with you? 
And these guys think that something yeah. is obviously not right. So Sax has collected some of his winnings. He tries to get his wedding band back. And Ladik refuses to give it up. He was wearing it, in fact. Yeah. How weird is that? But okay. Yeah. Well, he seemed to be uh, enjoying the bling because he had plenty of it. Yeah, that's true. And he finally admits to Sax that the true purpose of this game was to keep Sax there long enough for Blue to find him. Well, that's a bad idea. Yeah. Because, of course, Sax brings out his guns and everybody else draws theirs. And you go, okay, Nick, the odds are not in your favor here. It's three to one. And they both have all have guns pointed at you. But what does he do? He knocks the table into them. Which was a pretty interesting move that it worked. Right. And then suddenly, oh, really was. all the guns fall towards Sax. And yeah, pretty badass all of a sudden taking everybody out. And then suddenly Ladique's like, you can go, you can you can have the guns, you can have the money, it's fine. He's like, yeah, I need my wedding ring. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he couldn't get it off his finger. Oh, it won't come off. Well, Nick wasn't having that. He's like, here, let me help you no. with that. With that freaking with a cigar cutter. Oh. Yes. Oh. At least we didn't see it. All we heard was the screaming. Yeah, I think I cringed some more, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh. Get into the car and head out, and Happy becomes very distraught because Sax's plan is not to go and save Haley, but to get out of New York and away from Blue as far as humanly possible. Yeah, I think he was pretty upset about that. Yeah, that definitely uh, made uh, Happy very unhappy. Right. Although we see somebody else very unhappy. Oh, absolutely. We get Amanda barging into the NYPD demanding to speak to Mary. And finally, she's like, yeah, yeah, let her in. And she's you know going on and on about nobody's doing anything. What's going on? And she's like, I'll introduce you to... A missing persons detective who's a wonderful detective, which sounded very condescending. And she's like, you owe me. And she turned on her and Mary's like, I don't know you anything. And suddenly, Amanda, you just see the arm go back. Right. And you're assuming she laid her out, which was probably a really bad idea to do in that location. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> not the wisest thing to do is be hitting on a... Uh... A cop in the precinct. Yeah, that that's going to get you locked up. Yeah, yeah, but maybe it'll draw some attention to trying to get her daughter, get somebody to find her daughter. Right, very possible. So we go back to Sack and eating a lot. Yes. And Happy's telling her, listen, you know, the only picture your daughter Haley has of you in uniform, and she created this story that you're a hero, and maybe you were at one point. And Sax is like, uh, well, it was a mistake. I don't know why she thinks that. And going on and on, he's like, kind of like me ordering this breakfast, which was a burger and fries and a shake. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess that's breakfast if you haven't slept. Right. <laughs> and suddenly, yeah, back to Jerry Springer then, because he kind of like fades out like he's staring off into space. And he's like, what is happening? We're back on Jerry Springer. And again, he's like, you are a father and you need to. Like, own up to it. And he's like, meh. And everybody's fighting, like I said. And he just kind of gets up and walks away and with all the insanity happening. And Jerry Springer just kind of waves at him. I felt like that right. was kind of like a, okay, loser. 
go ahead and walk off, but we both know the right. truth. Exactly. That's exactly what it was supposed to be about, was if you're going to keep denying this, then you're going to have to live with it, buddy. And Happy kind of told him off, too. And then Happy flies back, and he's like, and it's a 20% tip every time, Nick. Come on, they live off tips and flies away. Right. I'm like, see, even the imaginary horse, which we find out, though, that he can die. And this was a little interesting because he's like, of course I can die. If Haley dies, I die. So I feel like that's almost like if something happens to Haley, like Happy might start acting weird. It's very possible. So I'm wondering if we're going to see that. Yeah, we might. So Happy, like, goes off and you see him floating down looking all sad. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, very forlorn. And then Sax is... I don't know what it was, the daydream or Happy calling him on his shit, but he's like, get in the car. And he's like, yeah. no, <laughs> I'm not going west. And he's like, we're going to go find Haley. And all of a sudden he's like, yay. And he jumps in, in the car and he's like, yay, we're going to find her. It's going to be great. I think even Sax is like, Ugh, why did I say yes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With Sax's personality, having a, a partner that is perpetually happy <laughs> just is like water and oil they just don't go together right well we'll see what happens the genius of this show it is it is so so out there but i i do enjoy it and i i was tweeting with somebody the other day about that they're like this is disturbing why do i like it i'm like you can't look away drawn you in yeah all right so we do hope you are enjoying the show and when you're tweeting this one, though, because I didn't realize what it was at first, it's hashtag see happy. Yes. And by the way, happy writer's room is not for the show. <laughs> I, t- <laughs> I tagged them and I didn't realize it wasn't for the show. It was just like it was a it was a writer's room. And I think right. it was supposed to be like be happy. Yeah. So don't tag them. <laughs> Although they're probably a little confused with what I was writing. But anyway, so don't forget to rate, us, rate and review us on iTunes and all the other platforms and podcatchers that you're finding us on. Tell your friends we do hope you're enjoying the podcast. Shoot us an email at Sci-Fi Talk and tell us what you think about the show and like what weirdness you think is coming next. Or if you've actually read the graphic novel, because we've never read it. And I actually haven't seen it around by me at all. So I don't know if it's been out of print for a while, or if not, I can probably go have the special order. But let us know. Now, don't forget to check out everything at fangirlzone.com. It has all of our links for Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Tumblr. I forgot we're on Tumblr. And, of course, our emails and all that fun stuff. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. Just a crazy idea. I thought we could be a team. You know, partner. Butch and Sundance, Gin and Tonic, Mickey and Mallory. And until next time.